This will be of interest to anyone who lives in Chicago because the mayoral election is coming up later this month. One of the uh, one of the main candidates, Gary Chico, is with me in the studio uh, right now. Welcome, Mr. Chico. Good to see you. Hi, Brian. Good to be with you and the listeners. So yesterday, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, saying hello to you at a forum that was conducted over... Now, there, there's a lot of serious issues in yes. Chicago, which I know you are is one of the reasons you're running for mayor. There's education, there's crime, there's all that, and we're going to talk about that, but... I think one of the most divisive issues in the city, one that this time of year gets people all worked up, and for the man on the street, it really affects your daily life, is dibs. Um, yes, sir. Goose Island had a, a big debate yesterday, a public forum, where you could come in and you could debate whether you were pro or anti-dibs, and you were the only mayoral candidate who was there to state your opinion, and I will, I will allow you to do that now. Are you pro-dibs or anti-dibs, for the record? The hat I am wearing and what is in my heart is pro-dibs. Good for you. And I was invited there by the Goose Island Brewery after I made some comments on Twitter about being in favor of dibs. Yeah. And it's it's real simple. If you spend an hour shoveling out of space, two hours shoveling out of space, depending on how much snow we have, right? it's yours for a reasonable amount of time. And I remember doing this myself, putting right. chairs, boards, whatever you had to mark your spot. Sure. I mean, why in the world should you shovel your spot? Go to the grocery store for five minutes, come back, and there's Brian Noonan in your space. First of all, I would never violate anyone's dibs. I but like I you understand. I, I understand you your point because I argued. I argued pro dibs as well. Now you know as well as I do that the people, the the upright people who say they are against dibs, their main thing is well, listen, it's a public street, and you can't possibly own a piece of the public street. What would you say to that argument? Well, look, this is a time honored tradition in Chicago. A lot of people park on the street. Yes. And if you're going to put the time in, the hours in, to shovel it out for your car, let's at least have a little decency and respect for the effort somebody made to shovel out that space. So I'm, look, I'm a Chicagoan through and right. through. This has been around as long as I've been alive. You've, you've got to keep that tradition in Chicago. You take that away from us, it'll be like taking away hot dogs and pizza. Now, oh. Them's fighting words. Yeah, God forbid. You mentioned a reasonable amount of time. So yeah. where, where would you, if if you were mayor and somebody asked you this, uh, you know, on your first day, what would you consider a reasonable amount of time to leave out my uh, dinette set? Uh, until the snow is pretty much melted. Okay. So like today, we've hit we've hit 50, a lot of it yeah. along the... Now you got to pull it in, right? Pull your stuff off now, but if you're really smart, you'll leave it in the parkway till the next <laughs> snowfall. Now, see, I, I love this because... Now, granted, this is not the most earth-shattering issue in the city, but you you got to agree. <laughs> every year, people get in huge arguments over this. There's oh, people I've on seen. this station who are so anti-dibs. It makes really? Them... Where are they? Bring them in. Well, Bring they're them not in. here today. They're, no, they're hiding at home. They're, okay. you know, they're not, they're not ready driving, the first of all. Yeah, they're watching the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's just one of those things that it does affect people, and, and while it may seem trivial to some, like you say, if you spend a couple hours shoveling that out before you have to go to work, you come home from work and you don't have that spot, it does affect your life. You're angry, no yeah. doubt about it. And you know, look, this has been going on in this city since probably Jean Baptiste Dusable founded the city. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, people. People honor this tradition in Chicago the way we do a lot of other things we do here. You know, we're all Bulls fans. We're Bears fans. Pick your baseball team. I love the Blackhawks. This is who we are. This is our city. This is as time honored a time honored tradition as anyone we have. And I think if you take it away from us, you'll rip our hearts out. Do you worry that this stance will uh, will alienate some voters? Uh, I don't think so. I think people, 
<laughs> there's a lot. Believe me, there's a lot sure. of other things yes, we talk yeah, about. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> we'll get into some of that now because uh, there is a. So there's 14, 14 people running for mayor. Yes. It is a very crowded field. Now, you, your background in politics, while you have never been elected to office, you've served as city hall chief of staff, president of the Chicago Board of Education, president of the Park District, board chairman of City Colleges of Chicago, and the chair of the Illinois State Board of Education. So you've yes. been involved in politics for a long time. What sets you, besides that, mm-hmm. what sets you apart from the other 13 candidates that are up against you? Well, I'm a successful businessman. I mean, I've owned my own law firm for years in Chicago. I've been profitable every year. I think taking that business experience and coupling it with those spots that you talked about earlier. And by the way, in every one of those positions I served in, we were successful and delivered results for people. People need help. Mm-hmm. For example... If you don't bring that kind of experience into this job and you're not prepared for what awaits you when you get there, you'll make mistakes. And the worst mistake I think we could make is not getting our crime solution right, not getting our schools to function the way we want to serve everybody in this city. And just as importantly, you'll just raise our taxes and you'll raise them right on the backs of ordinary working families throughout this city. They can't take another brick on the back. I'm telling you, I see this every day. Well, we, it's just wrong. We hear all the time about so many people moving out of the city yes. because of because of those taxes. And you've you've said that you know if you, if you were to win, one of the things you want to do is legalize marijuana and bring in the casino to try to offset some of the some of the pension future pension payments. Instead of raising taxes. Well, I want to also properly assess these buildings right around us here that are these high-rise office buildings. Some of them are assessed at half their value. That means we're leaving hundreds of millions on the table. That means people out in the neighborhoods living in a little bungalow are paying more than they need to pay. I also want to impose a 1% tax on million-dollar home sales. Why? Look, I mean, those of us that are making a lot of money can afford to pay some money to help help out the city. In this case, a large proportion of that money would go to deal with the homelessness problem we have in the city. It's all around us, Brian. It's mm-hmm. underneath the streets right here where we oh, sit. Right. Yeah. There are cities living underneath our city. We have got to be humanitarians and care about our fellow man and neighbors and get out there and do something about it. And I want to lead the charge on that. So we get the money from reassessing. You can pick up some money that way. Yeah. All of these programs, that, that all sounds great. Where do where does the money come from? Where does the money come from for these pension payments down the road? Well, the casino, if the city owns the casino, that may generate us $300 million a year, and I want the Illinois Gaming Board to regulate it, so okay. there's no hanky-panky. Uh, the uh, marijuana, we're ta- the J.B. Pritzker is talking about an estimate of $750 million for the state. Okay. There's no reason why Chicago shouldn't have $150 million of that. Now, and you also said if that if that's the case, that maybe Chicago would add its own tax onto the legalized marijuana. We can, to do, try it either, to- we can do it either way. We can either add our own tax on top of what the state structure is, or we may be able to carve out a portion in negotiations with the state while they're putting the bill together. Either way. But it's not it's not just that. You also have to look at getting rid of waste in government. I've sure. called for the elimination of the clerks in the treasurer's office. Nobody really knows what these jobs do. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And it costs us $10 million bucks a year. Now, you might say, well, $10 million isn't a lot. To the average Chicago, and you tell them, I got $10 million yeah. to save, they'll throw you a parade. And I oh, want to yeah. do that. I also want to get rid of things like the infrastructure trust. Created seven years ago. It hasn't really overseen one project. Costs us $2 million bucks a year. I want to use that $2 million a year to reopen the mental health clinics that we close. Okay. We need more mental health services. Right. I can go on and on and on about ways to eliminate waste and also introduce technology. 
We have ways to make things simpler, faster, and cheaper by means of technology that we have to take advantage of. We can't afford to leave a nickel on the table. All right, let's turn to crime because you you brought up crime before. First question, and I know you, you talked about this at a speech not too long ago. Your thoughts on Superintendent Eddie Johnson? If you were if you are elected mayor, does he stay or does he go? Uh, I'm going to start with a fresh slate okay. in the police department. I think there's too many things to do. The consent decree is brand new. I think we need new leadership to implement that. I think that community policing, which is the first chapter in that consent decree, has gone away in Chicago. We have to bring it back. Now, you were a proponent of that in the past. Well, when I was in the mayor's office previously, we introduced it, Mm -hmm. and it worked very well, and it made us safer, and it established good working relationships between the police and the community. It needs to come back stronger. We don't have enough detectives, in my view, in the Chicago Police Department, which is why we are not solving murders in this city. Less than 20% of the murders in this city are solved. Los Angeles and New York are over 80%. Unacceptable. The guns flow through these streets freely. Not not conceal and carry illegal guns. People walk over the border, literally can walk over the border that Hammond shares with Chicago, and you could buy a gun and bring it back. Now, why in the world will we go through all of these machinations in Illinois? J.B. Pritzker just signed a new gun shop regulation bill and let somebody walk... 300 feet over the border and come right back with a cache of guns. Right. We can't do that. These are the things that the next police superintendent needs to keep in mind. Further, why don't we consider a woman for police superintendent? Okay. I mean, I think that was done in the past, but I think it's high time we take a, a good hard look at it. There's women in the command ranks of the police department here in Chicago. I think we have a lot of talent here. So do you think do you think uh, it would be an internal candidate? Obviously you're going to look all over, uh-huh. but you remember back when uh, Jody Weiss was brought in part of the part of the rap against him was he had, he came in from the FBI. He wasn't part of the part of the uh, the CPD. Is look. that is that important to have somebody from in-house, or is it more important to have Look, somebody who's going to do the job? My brother-in-law is a Chicago police officer. I, I know the caliber and the quality of the talent in the Chicago Police Department. I think you have enough there to find the next leader. Yeah. But do I think you put an artificial constraint around it and say it can only be from CPD? No, I don't think you do that either. Okay. Plus, we're going to work with the citizens a lot more closely this time that want to bring their own ideas for who the mayor should consider appointing as police superintendent. Yeah. I just say that... I think I was at a forum yesterday with, with the Women's Action, with Chicago Women in Action, and they. I told them, I said, I think we ought to seriously consider a woman superintendent. I think women can bring some unique talent to this job and can help diffuse situations that right now are leading us into trouble. Yeah. And I want, to see, I want to see this police department get so strong. I want the police officers to be respected. And I want, the com- I want the police to have respect for the community. We need both. Right. I want the police to be safer on their jobs, and I want the people in the neighborhoods to confide and trust in the police so that they will establish relationships and have respect for our police officers. And do you think the consent decree is going to go a long way to, to bridging that gap? I think that'll help. There's a, a 200, It's a 250-page document. I've read through it. Having been in the mayor's office before, I've done these kinds of things. Right. Recruitment, training. Uh, you know, all of the things that go into making a strong police department are in that document. We just need to implement it. And I think Mayor Emanuel has done a good job of establishing the groundwork for that with a monitor and an appropriation in the budget to start us off on that track. The other thing uh, that everybody's talking about is education. You, you've come out saying you're a big fan of charter schools. Well, I mean, education is my life's work. I mean, I've been at CPS for so many years. I was chairman of the State Board of Education. I've been the president of, of, of colleges, and I've, I really understand the power of what education can do to transform lives. 
I am in support of charters, but I'm in support of neighborhood schools, too. I'm in support of IB programs. I'm in support of selective enrollment. Parents want options. You talked earlier about the parents getting up out of this city and leaving. But it's for means it's for reasons of affordability, but it's also for reasons of lack of an education opportunity. If a parent can't get into the school of their choice, guess what? They now have a double tax on them. They not only go to private tuition, but they're paying our tax bills. And what they do is they seriously look at leaving our city. That's why we're hemorrhaging people. We can't have that. When I was president of CPS, we had 440,000 students. Today, 360. Now, we've lost 80,000 students. That equates to more than a half billion dollars in revenue, not to mention the symptom it is of what's going on in our school system. You better give parents options in this city or they will consider leaving. So... uh also with the schools, the real estate issue, there's all these empty schools. You have a plan for putting some of those to use in different in different ways. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was a mistake to leave those buildings sit idle and vacant for as long as they've been here. Uh, I think it's, it's a constant rub in the wound to people in these neighborhoods that have to see these vacant buildings sitting there. We can use those buildings for mental health services, affordable housing, job training, retail, I've seen urban farming, I've seen every idea you can imagine. Yeah. Get those into the hands of people in the not-for-profit world, the private sector, and get them working again to help our neighborhoods come back alive. And where do you fall between for the economy and, and tax base? Neighborhood development versus trying to get you know big corporate headquarters mm-hmm. to move to Chicago. Where's where's <clears throat> Where do you find the balance for that? You need them both, but what we haven't done over the years, uh, decently enough, is paid attention to our neighborhoods being developed. I think right now we have to do both. Remember, these downtown offices employ a lot of Chicagoans who live in our neighborhoods, so we can't take our eye off that ball. But what we need to start doing is bringing back 79th Street, bringing back Archer Avenue, bringing back 47th Street. And, And on the west side of Chicago, we need to be talking about Chicago Avenue. We need to be talking about Division. We need to be talking about Augusta. We need to be talking about all our streets that can accommodate new development. And it ranges from the small to the large. On 79th Street, I want to bring back coffee shops, dress shops, restaurants. Let's get entrepreneurs over there, and the city of Chicago will help them. If we can come up with $2.3 billion for Amazon, we can come up with a fraction of that to get our streets alive again. And I want to, I want to work with the trades with the trades, and put a new trade school on the west side of Chicago so that our high school graduates can come out with a certificate that has them ready for an apprenticeship. Yeah. We, we can't afford to wait. And these communities have gone without development for 50 years in some some respects. That's not going to happen under my watch. We will have strong neighborhood development coupled with strong central area development. Now, you mentioned all these all these high-rises all employ a lot of people. Many of them live in the city. A lot of them live outside the city. And yep. there's been talk by other people about imposing a tax for people who come into the city to work, which I think is a horrible idea. Not what, by me. what do you think? Not, I think it's a dumb idea. Uh, I, I don't like it. I think it amounts to a head tax on employers. Can you imagine this? How would you like to have your first calling card being, hi, thank you for employing people in Chicago. Here's your tax bill. Yeah, exactly. That makes no sense. I've already debunked that idea. I think the author probably took it off the table, too. Bill Daly recommended that idea. It was not a smart idea. And I don't think anybody came out in favor of it. We have to really be careful that you not only put put bricks on our working families, don't put them on our businesses either, okay? Because they can move, they can move they can get to up somewhere just as well. 
All right, the elephant in the room has been, over the last couple of weeks, the Ed Burke investigation. And in light of that investigation, uh, people who who have relationships with Alderman Burke or, or relationships with Danny Solis have been coming under extra scrutiny. And you you make no secret of the fact that you've, you know, you've known Ed Burke for a long time. For years. Time. I've known him for years. How... How does this investigation affect people who know him? And mm-hmm. where do you, where is your relationship? Where do you stand on this investigation? Well, first of all, I think you're honest about things. You don't try to run for the exits and pretend that these people never existed. Right. Uh, we are not them, and they are not us. I stand on my own two feet. I'm sure. proud of my record of having served the government whenever, whenever I've been asked to. I don't condone the behavior written in these complaints about Solis or Alderman Burke. Uh, and I hear there's more to come. Yeah. So if there is more to come, we have to see the scope of this thing. But it's odious. There's no doubt about it. But let's do this. Let's finally, for once in our lifetime, take the opportunity to truly reform the way the city council works. How do we do that? Because everybody, when when the indictments came out against Alderman Burke, people said, well, that's just how things operate, right? No. That's but it not, shouldn't be. So how, would you, how, how things, would you change it? That is not how things should operate. And what we need to do is end the, the privilege of aldermen deciding what projects and what permits and licenses go in their wards. That's okay. just, there's no reason for yeah, that. Yeah, that, that seems S- Secondly, we, we got to ban all outside income. You work for the city, you work for the city. That's it. 120000 aldermanic pay is a lot of money. Yeah. Thirdly, term limits. But here, here's the thing, Brian, that, that not, everybody's talking, all the candidates talk about this. Do you really expect the city council to do this on themselves? Absolutely not. So I've proposed a vehicle to get it done. Which it's is? It's called the Chicago Voter Initiative. Okay. We're going to take this matter to our true bosses, the people in the city of Chicago. And the voters of this city are going to vote, if I have my way and I'm elected the mayor, on a binding referendum to impose these reforms on the city of Chicago. I don't expect it to come out of the city council and be done. Okay. So we have to make it happen by taking it to the voters binding referendum, and I believe you'll see these changes made. All right, besides being pro-dibs, which is the main message I'm going to take away from all this, give me a, give me a quick elevator pitch to the voters. Why why Gary Chico? Well, I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. I grew up on the southwest side. My grandparents came from Mexico, taught us a work ethic. I've learned it. Uh, it's, it's, it's helped me in every job I've ever had in the private sector as a su- successful lawyer or in heading up the city of Chicago. The Chicago Public Schools, City Colleges, Park District, or the um, State Board of Education. I've been successful in every one of them, but now our future's at stake. We have to deal with this corruption matter you just talked about. I've offered up the only realistic vehicle to get it done. Secondly, the Board of Ed. I want to create the largest expansion of vocational and technical education programs this city's ever seen. We have to put our people to work right away. And thirdly, we have to do it all without putting that additional brick on the back of our citizens or people will leave. I'm ready to start this right now. All right. If you want to know more, uh, ChicoForMayor.com is the website. That's right. Gary, nice to uh, nice to have you in. Thank Good you, talking Brian. to you. Thanks for being here. Good to be with you. All right. Let's do this, and then there's more. It's WGN.